Air, water, earth, fire. For hundreds of years, the four nations have lived in harmony. The Avatar, master of all four elements, has always been responsible for maintaining the peace. But Avatar Roku passed away 13 years ago, and now the four nations look to the air nomads to reveal the next Avatar. But the world is met in silence. Five young heroes stopped a secret Fire Nation invasion on their way to deliver the news of the Air Nomad genocide to Ba Sing Se. Now the world knows of the loss of the Air Nomads and both the Water Tribes and the Earth Kingdom prepare for all-out war. But as harmony is dissolved, our young heroes need to address the agitated spirits and bring peace back to the world. Previously on the Flying Bison Podcast... Our heroes began their quest to bring Iron to justice. The first leg of their journey brought them to Ankala, the capital of the Northern Water Kingdom. On the way, they spied a fleet of Fire Nation ships. On their way to warn the chieftain of the Northern Water Tribe, they ran into some unexpected obstacles. There is a, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost it. Welcome to another episode of the Flying Bison Podcast. I was going somewhere with that. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> you were going somewhere with the phrase, there's a, uh, there's a, there is a, you didn't I was get waiting very for far to where you were going <laughs> <laughs> there. I was waiting for someone else to step in. It was like that, uh, that game where, you know, each person does like one word of a sentence. There's uh, a Danny. You gave us no heads up. <laughs> We're team. Well, We're supposed to understand these things. I you know. know. You say I don't need to. I shouldn't have to say, Steve. You should just know what I'm thinking at all times. You're right. You're right. I, I where I was going with that was uh, there's a, a food contest happening in Ankela, uh, the uh, annual Four Nations. Bake off, cook off. I forget what I called it. Four Nations cook off. Everyone from the Four Nations gathers, competes uh, to a panel of judges to see whose dish is going to win. I love talking about food. What's the most expensive thing you've eaten, and was it worth it? Mm. Expensive as in quality, or expensive as in price? those are two uh, different things it could it could be anything it could, it could be you just spent you spent way too much on food how are those different in california <laughs> sometimes it's just not good quality <laughs> it's not but worth that, the price but, so that's why i was asking still is it like that's what I'm saying. Like, well, is it expensive as in quality or expensive as in price? Like, well, that was my about? question. That's the follow-up question. Is like, was it worth whatever you yeah. paid for it? Yeah. I have to say, the answer um, for Monroe is no. <laughs> prime rib. You paid. Mm. It was way too much. For my, for mm-hmm. my, I've had good prime rib before for not that much money. But then there's also can lobster. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, mm. Let's go with. Can I? Can I come out with a hot a hot food take? No. I'm I won't stop. Really, I'm really excited for our generation to kill the steakhouse industry. 
I think steakhouses are the most useless restaurant in mm. the entire world. Well, why? why don't you explain that one a little? Let's, yeah. let's, let's hear why. I I am going somewhere. Like I'm not arguing that the steak isn't a good cut of steak or that it's done well, but I've had just as good steaks at like places that aren't like we're a fancy steakhouse. So the specialization is needless in your mind. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it doesn't I need think, to be around. I think maybe it depends on the steakhouse you're going to. Because I was just gonna say the most expensive meal I've ever had was a 28 day dry aged porterhouse at a steakhouse. It was like 120 dollars for the steak, and everything was a la carte. So I had to pay extra for the sides. It was worth every penny. It was like the best thing I've ever eaten. Okay. All right. I'd also yeah, argue you can that, get like, that at like McDonald's yeah. or well, yeah, oh, okay. I could get a McDonald's. Don't put words in my mouth. You can get a twenty-eight day aged um, ribeye from out like, but you really can well just bring cooked. It home and age it for twenty-eight days. <laughs> just have it sit on your counter for twenty-eight days. Meat that is cooked very well and very properly is like an experience unto itself, right? I didn't like, say it wasn't. I didn't say that that's not worth it. I'm just saying so you don't just need saying, to go to a steakhouse to get that. I guess here's Down the thing, though. To, I think, to, to I think a point, lot of people would disagree. Yeah, yeah to next point, like, without, it would have cost me more money than I spent on the meal to get everything I needed to make that meal. Sure. Oh, wow. Really? Maybe, True. That's rare. Maybe that's because the steakhouses my family and my grandparents made us go to were the worst. They were just like middle of the line steakhouses i think that's the one that you have to avoid right like yeah. the bottom of the line is fine because it's not too expensive and you, sure. they still cook it right because it's not that yeah. hard and then the top of the line you're getting like aged steak that you're not going to get anywhere else mm. so it's just that middle part that you, you lived in and <laughs> just I still, weren't, weren't having I, fun I, you know what just cut out the middleman and everything everywhere like there should be no middlemen no middle of the line anything. And we should just <laughs> mediocrity is not allowed. You either suck or you're great. <laughs> <laughs> so we should we should cut out all restaurants then. Just pretty much. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's make them all force them all to make their own food. Yeah. Okay. Like talking of middle of the line restaurants, sports bars. What's the point <laughs> of a sports bar? I hate sports bars. He's going to eat it, all right? Well, the point is to be completely overstimulated by screens. Do you really want to know the point of a sports bar? Because it's socialization. It's for extroverts who don't have people to watch a uh, game with, and they need mm-hmm. to go and socialize while they do it. That makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, because you're an extrovert. makes no sense. Well, as you see, Justin, <laughs> human beings need a third place to be. To <laughs> exist. No, I love third places. I love third places. I want third places to be libraries and parks. Yeah, but if, and if if your favorite thing in the world is beer and football and you love enjoying those things with other people, true. a sports bar is one of the most incredible places on the planet. It's I true. can't relate. Maybe, I can't. I just love beer. Of those three things, I love beer. <laughs> and that's... Uh, there's a That's there's a new casino it. in Vegas that they opened up pretty recently. That the selling point was literally just that they have a massive wall of screens. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> like that's it. Like we're gonna air sports twenty four seven on like three stories worth of TVs, and that's it. <laughs> Talk about 
talk about like expensive food too. You know, Abby, like Abby went to Vegas, I don't know, a few months ago and she texts me and goes, look at this Wagyu beef I'm eating. And I'm like, would you stop it? Stop texting me pictures of Wagyu beef because I am not there eating Wagyu beef. Stop mm-hmm. it. She's like, sorry. Yes. I'm like, you're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. I'm going to say it. I think, I think Wagyu is, is, uh, is too expensive and it's overrated. It's 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 a little overrated. It's a little overrated. I mean, the thing is, you can only really eat like a small. It's not like you can. It's overrated. It's what am I trying to get at? It's underrated. It's middle rated. It's overwhelming. Overrated. It's overwhelming. You can only really have a small piece because of how like fat it is. I think the closest I can find in my head for the criteria of your question is Brazilian steakhouse experience. Uh, yeah. uh, so like Fogo de Chao um, in the Midwest. I don't know how popular that is across the US as a chain, like if they have locations, West Coast, East Coast. But um, I brought in a pretty significant coupon. So I had like a half off deal. And so Olivia and I ended up spending maybe $100 or so out the door um and really i think that was worth it just for the garden bar like just <laughs> the wonderful bottomless olives cheeses yeah. meats oh. fruit vegetables salad fixings it was so wonderful that i didn't need the the steakhouse aspect even though we saved room and we ate it and it was delicious it's great it feels kind of empowering to just have like a piece of paper that you flip over and people know to give you more meat <laughs> <laughs> i wish that existed everywhere yeah we have one here oh wait we live in different places actually there's one by you justin a brazilian steakhouse i'm sure yeah yeah it's, it's by the airport i think he just means okay. the piece of oh, paper cool. that makes people bring you more meat oh yeah. oh that's okay. what i want I just I want like a green, a green piece of paper that I can just put on my table and someone will come into my house and bring me meat. Just immediate delivery. You know, Amazon's working on that, actually. <laughs> Don't There's the Brazilian the steakhouse side of Amazon. <laughs> Don't yeah, they just break that. into your home and then just give you meat, you know? Hey, if they, as long as they bring the meat, you're fine. Come on in. Sit down. Have some with me. I will only accept an Amazon meat delivery from Jeff Bezos himself. <laughs> Hey, there you go. Just tell so me that I can end him. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, yeah. I once, I don't know why we did this. We ordered, like, have you heard of Gold Belly? It's this, like... Burger place? Mm-mm, it's like an online thing, and you can order food from, like, famous places. So, like, you can order, uh, like, the bows from David Chang's restaurant, uh, Momofuku, and, like, you can get all these, like, really famous chef's meals delivered to your door hmm. and we ordered a lobster roll from a place in connecticut like a, a apparently a really famous place in connecticut and while you were in was, chicago while we were in chicago uh-huh and in terms of like price it wasn't like the most expensive thing i've ever eaten but it felt so expensive because of how tiny these freaking lobster rolls were yeah the payoff and they weren't not, even that yeah. good mm. they were just okay mm. well so, what kind of, uh, from connecticut to chicago wait, so that might be part of it from 
I know it. Yeah, 100% like, did is. they shrink in like the? <laughs> no, they well, like so the, the like, weird vacuum thing, sealed, was, so they shrunk no, no. in the process or something. It was actually like surprisingly fresh, which was the craziest thing. It was actually really fresh. It was just tiny and was just okay. I have what my style mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, so. They gave you, they, sh they walked, they have this little card that walked you through the different ways that you could make it, you know, you can make it where you, what is it? Where you like saute the lobster in butter or you just pour it over. Oh, those the two so like, like a build your own. No, yeah. there's yeah, actually yeah, there's, just all, there's, there's components. Connecticut style or main okay. style. So cold and mayonnaise or hot butter. Mm -hmm. I think is what Yeah. So this, I did the one with butter. Cause why would I eat a cold mayonnaise lobster roll when I could eat? They're surprisingly good. They're, they're not bad, but I prefer the Connecticut way. So. The like one moment where I'm proud to be from Connecticut. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, this is something I'm proud of that relates to my state. It's the one thing. Um, right. we, we, have, it's, we uh, have nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> nutmeg and lobster. And crime. Nutmeg, lobster, and crime. Fun. <laughs> um, hey, we got that everywhere. All right, let's not... Uh, Ankela's got uh, two of those things. They've not got probably some sort of lobster. Nutmeg and crime. Maybe all three. Let's find out. Maybe tonight we'll find uh, all three things here at Ankela. But you uh, you arrived in the capital of the Northern Water Tribe. Uh, had to go through a security check with the police chief captain. Uh, and he asked each of you one question. And then let you all go in. Uh, and on your way, you found out that there's this uh, annual Four Nations cook-off happening. There are no airbenders. Osa tentatively signed up and said, nah, maybe I'll show up, maybe I won't. And then you went to the palace of the chieftain of the water tribes. And when you got there, you discovered that the secretary, who was trying to find out why you were there when you told her that you were there to warn the chieftain of the water tribes about project spark and undercover people she revealed that she is actually in fact one of these undercover agents you've got to figure out how to get past this secretary she has just walled off the exit to outside of this palace what are you going to do she's like cute and he stomps on the ground and like shoves his fist outwards to like do like a rock lanch towards it and just nothing happens oh yeah there's there's just ice yeah she says <laughs> it is cute and she kicks her foot down and Che gets encased in ice um that Ro Rosak goes I don't think that's very cr cute madam secretary and then he's going to um he he brings out two firewalls like going okay. out in like a V formation away from him something he does a lot towards her and then to, like, no actually cut, cut him off yeah just sort of cut him off yeah okay mm -hmm. why don't you uh, rely on your skills and training mayhaps I will okay here we go I am relying. That is a nine. All right. On a nine. Good imperfectly. Yeah. I don't like that. I only like doing things perfectly. The wall you make, uh, Danny, is a little bit too big. 
So the consequence, unless you mark one fatigue and sort of like actually push yourself to like call down this firewall you've made, is that uh, it will start actually melting a number of the like icicles in the roof of this palace and they'll start falling down. I, I don't like that. So I'm going to mark a fatigue. That's a good call. And avoid that. Yeah, that's a good so, yeah, call. Rosa, Rosa kind of sees that risk. He's like, and he sort of holds back a bit and in smallens the wall. And smallens. Uh, <laughs> what do the rest of you do? D-larges. So to, to clarify, this yeah. wall of fire has somewhat isolated her, correct? On a either side? Bit, yeah. It hasn't entrapped <laughs> us with her surrounded by no. fire. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Rosic. Um, Ren sprints alongside one of the firewalls trying to get closer to her. And if the firewall is delarged or ensmalled enough, Ren will somersault over the top of it. Coming down, uh, hopefully, in the form of a... What's the best way to describe this? An aerial pinpoint attack using chi blocking. Ah, why don't you push your luck for me? I will happily do that. Full hit. A full hit. Take that, Danny. Whoa, whoa, what? Just kidding. You just rolled a nine and then I rolled a ten. So that was just kind of like a, a resurgence of middle school. A literal, Steve. a literal one up. You literally one a up. A literal That's one true. up. You all see this firewall shoot out from Rosic, and without hesitation, Ren just runs down the length of one of them, and kicks off the wall, and somersaults over the top of the firewall. And Ren, once you get over, you can see this person now. She was waiting for you to come in. So, or at least someone to, to come through. Oh, no. So these uh, ice shards just get quickly shot at you. Um, and I would like for you to uh, mark uh, a condition. Okay. My condition of choice is afraid afraid these icicles hit you and um thankfully your warrior training kicks in and you kind of roll with it a little bit and roll into it you land pop back up and hit this person with your chi blocking and it you see their limbs and their legs just collapse and they kind of fall down to the ground yeah She's fast. Ren steps back to assess how successful he was. Does it seem like she can still muster an attack? No, she's just laying on the ground now. That was my first time using chi blocking in combat. Well, Do I get to do anything with that? We're kind of not in exchanges. Uh, You get to fist pump. uh, Yeah. Yeah. What if I'm like, wait, what if I like give you your arm back? Can you hit me? <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to, so the exchanges, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get better at this too. This season, the exchanges are for important fights. So the uh, five of you up against one secretary, 
not really that important. We can we can figure out things with the basic moves just fine. It's when nice. uh, the exchange is narratively important to what's going on that we're going to go into exchange mode. Um, but with that being s- with that being said, you know we can play around with the the learn practice thing. Um, let me think about it, Steve. That's fine. No rush. I just wanted a chance to noodleify somebody. Oh, you so, did. Um, She's noodleified. She's noodleified. Now that she's Ren turns around towards the group, do you lower the firewall? Yeah, Rosic? I'll lower the Rosic lowers the firewall. And once the firewall is lowered, Ren is just standing there with arms <laughs> open wide and with a noodled person behind him. <laughs> Rosic um Rosic gives Ren a thumbs up and then runs over to his um brother who's encased in ice. Yeah. And then yeah. Oh, Ren, that oh, was right. awesome. I'd give you a thumbs up if I could. Um, and Rose like just he begins melting the ice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be fat. Liko, could you just like on? Yeah, Liko, can you just water? Can, can you just in what? Can you in water this ice? Can you water <laughs> this ice, please? Yeah, I gotcha. So uh, let's have. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do that. <laughs> yeah, you just do it. I was gonna say Osa. Uh, now that she's noodled, just walks over to her and like. Cr- crouches down next to her and so his like he's kind of like crouched so his face yeah. is just like right over her face and just says um so um you're gonna help us now right uh, and her face is catatonic and i think you k- killed her <laughs> what no that's not supposed to happen Wait, did you uh, kill cool. her i mean look at her Red. i think she's dead hardcore Rosa she's runs breathing. Up. Yeah, she's okay. breathing. I know she. It looks like she's breathing, uh, uh, but Ren, I oh think gosh. you killed it. <laughs> That's not. No, I'm just. I know you went through that. You should know. Osa, I don't. I, I, I didn't get to see it. I didn't see me after. Uh, true. I don't know what I was true. doing. Okay, Ren. Fair. Wait, no, wake her up. Can you? Uh, can you unnoodle? I don't really know how to do that part yet. Just oh do the God, same thing you, you did to her last time, but reverse. No, sir. There's no God in Avatar, huh? Like, unpoke her. Oh, my Rava, you guys. Yeah, oh, my Rava. I don't think we know about Rava. You oh. wouldn't know about Rava. <laughs> oh, my Avatar. Not a God. Oh, my Lion Turtle. You would just... It would be some oh, spirits. Like, epithet to a spirit. Yeah, it'd be a oh, spirit. Spirits. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry, we don't have to spirits. get into it. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 let's, no, no, let's get into it. Let's get into the cosmology <laughs> of the Avatar universe. <laughs> We've already started. We might as well continue. Yeah, we really need to establish yeah, a hermeneutic to, to understand the frameworks that they... Uh, <laughs> Ren walks over to the freshly noodled person... Wait, we should tie her up first. Oh, okay, right. I am particularly useless here, guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. You can tie um, knots. You have like those crystals, right? There's no earth here. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I can. You have your crystals, yeah. I do have all the supplies. Oh yeah. She encased you with in those. ice. Why don't you encase her in uh, crystal? Well, I don't want to use up all my crystal. I'm just gonna. I have. I have rope. Oh, you can just take it after. Me too. Ren ties her up. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done this before. <laughs> but if you want, I'll try to bring her back a bit. And Ren just like pokes her a ton. <laughs> so messed up. Just this is, the is technique. She on the ground? Monroe. She is, I mean, yes. 
Yes. Liko, this is okay. the technique. What do you want me to do? So I'm going to take off my, my, my shawl or something, and I'm going to fold it up and put it underneath her head. Okay. You guys are the worst at taking care of anybody. Well... She's taken care of in like I, a sense yeah. of the word, say, right? Like she was trying to fight us, okay. and then we just we took care yeah. Of it. But now you need something from her. Okay, you know what? It's fine. We're not gonna get into it. It's the thing well, for the day. Not let's just into bring it. her. We should find the chief. He's got to be in here somewhere, right? Like the chief is. This is the palace. Uh huh. We should bring her. Wait, no, that looks bad, doesn't it? Uh, how, can you tie her up first? She's tied up. She is tied up. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah, Ren's got that. So Justin, we had asked about iron right and then she was like ah, ha, ha. no no Is that what happened no we <laughs> said we asked we said we are here to do three things talk about somebody we're hunting down and warn or tell the king that the airbenders have been killed by the uh, fire nation mm-hmm. and that there are also fire nation agents who have like moved in and throughout the, okay. the other okay. two nations and then she was like i knew about those things <laughs> Because I am. And then we, yeah. So that's right. just a recap for yes. you know, frustrating. <laughs> the thing that I just like happened. Danny's version better. It's funny that you mentioned uh, trying to find the chieftain as well, too, because you hear from like down the hallway, what is going on in. Hello? <laughs> and starts I. frantically poking <laughs> the person. It's like, wake up. Wake up. Friend, friend, that looks worse. That looks worse. Stop. <laughs> Around the corner comes uh, this pretty tall, muscular, older gentleman. He's got like uh, shaved sides on the left and right, and then like a, a ponytail, like a short ponytail on the top. Um, he looks not like old, old, but he's getting up there. Um, he still looks like he might be able to fight and do whatever he goes are you tying up my secretary that what what is and he like gets into a fighting stance wait she attacked us and i'm just supposed to take your word for that that uh i can call some guards in just a moment you're gonna have to talk real quick if you want to get out of this one Okay, that's my specialty. So, we were sent here by the Earth King to tell you about an invasion of the Fire Nation, uh, where they first they assaulted the Air Nomads. All of the Air Nomads are dead, except for this guy. And he was already dead once. That was the whole thing. Then we had to fight the... Oh, so there's this fire... There's the Project Spark, right? Which was originally led by my father, but now it is not. It, it is a... But it is a, an organization that is infiltrating both the Earth Kingdom and your your nation uh, to have Fire Nation agents in there. Did I miss anything? Oh, also she's we're here to hunt them. a... Oh, yeah, she's one of them. And we're here to hunt um, a, a criminal who may or may not be a part of that organization. She's oh, alive. We got one. She's alive. I just blocked her chi. Yeah, she's fine. Che, why don't you plead? Okay. Never using the computer dice again. I got a five. It's a six <laughs> minus one. Not very harmonious. That's what you said last time you used the computer dice, Nick. Yeah, I know. It's hard It's hard to quit. You know, I think I just got to follow what would make the most sense. I think he stares at the five of you kids for a few moments and looks at his from his perspective, unconscious secretary at your feet and just goes, 
Guards? Guards. And a number of guards come rushing into this area. A number? A number. I'm not putting a number on it. Okay. <laughs> Group. Danny, just move past it. That's right. <laughs> a large contingency of guards at the behest of their leader come into this area. That's to arrest her, right? She's a traitor. Guards, uh, until I can get to the bottom of this, I'd like for you to put everybody here in custody, please. Uh, the mission we have is very time sensitive. If you could just... Well, then uh, I will come down there in a little bit. But for now, you are going to have to wait. Did it seem like he was on on the edge in any way of believing Jay? I think the fact that he is also arresting and putting the secretary in custody um, is a clue that, you know, he's not unwilling to hear you out, um, but he just doesn't have enough evidence right now to be able to make a decision that's fair i have a couple things that i need to take care of i will come find you and talk to you when i have a moment oh that's the chieftain yes and the chieftain chieftain, of the water tribes don't thank me just yet okay take him away and the guards lead you uh out of a, a side exit and actually he leads you back to the uh, where you were interrogated by the police chief captain. <laughs> and the guards put you in jail and he just is like, he's eating the food that he was eating. He goes, well, we're going to brought you brought you back here. Hmm? Oh, not this guy again. Yep. Guess I shouldn't have let you in. Uh, I shouldn't have let you in there, huh? No, no, it was a good it was a good move on you. We're trying to save your people. I don't know about um, that. I don't know about that at all. No, you don't. Until like your chief comes and verifies, I guess. Well, I guess I'll just keep an eye on you then until he comes. Do you have any Uno cards? Uh, let me shuffles around in his desk. Oh, I got this uh, Uno. It's missing uh, all of the green cards and all of the twos. That's very regular. That will work fine. Anyone want to play three color, no two Uno? I kind of, I've lost my taste for Uno, if I'm being honest. Someone else can play. Oh, we're going to be here a while. I'll, I'll play Uno with you, Red. I'll play Uno with you. Don't, don't do it. Thanks, yeah. Rosic. Yeah, no problem. Do you have a harmonica? <laughs> you know, I, th- I think the last tenet of that that cell had a harmonica. Let me see if I can. All right, here it is. There you go. Was that a harmonica? I don't know how to do a harmonica with my mouth. It's the only way to do a harmonica. No, no. Where's this going? Keep keep going for it, Steve. That was blues by five. <laughs> you should you should feel grateful. Thank the spirits, Danny. <laughs> So thankful. I would do more, but I am in a house that is not my own at 2 a.m. my time. So I'm a little worried about me doing a harmonica solo right now. You can't shout. (laughs) It's true. Um, Does anyone do anything while they are uh, stuck in uh, ice prison? 
Ren alternates between playing a very sad bluesy harmonica tune and playing Uno when others will play with him. Of course, of course. Osa finds as quiet of a corner as exists in an uh, ice prison and uh, just sits down to meditate and kind of see if he can get any insight on what to do about all of this. Liko just sits, just lays down, listening to the tunes, trying to keep herself calm. How long has Ren known how to play the harmonica? <laughs> There are many things you don't know about me, Rosic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Justin, was there like, were there a lot of people around watching when uh, Rosic had put up his firewall? Or was it basically just... There were um, not, no. Okay. It's just the cool, secretary. Cool, cool. Yeah. cool, cool, cool. Ren finds a two in the Uno stack and is like, this is unacceptable, and throws it through the bars. <laughs> <laughs> thought, I, thought I took all the twos out. All right, maybe. Let me grab that. He you took it. them out? <laughs> I mean, no. I don't. I'm not even. Ah, whatever. This guy's weird. Now we can play no to Uno. Uh, some moments pass, and then the door opens, and that the chieftain you saw walks in. All right. Uh, I'm gonna need. Uh, I'm gonna need a room. Okay. And Ren switches yeah. and lets him get behind the bars and closes the I wasn't, gate. <laughs> I was not talking. I was not talking to any of you. I was talking to all of these fine people here. Oh, and never Captain mind. the card goes. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, okay. I'll head out. He stumbles off of his chair and waddles out. And this entire time, his secretary has still been unconscious. And he goes, "Why did you attack my secretary? What did you do to her?" I blocked her chi because she belongs to Project Spark. Also, it's important to clarify that she attacked us, not the other way around. Do you have anything to prove that? At this point, it is your word against her unconscious word. So, Ren looks around what? and carefully counts how many friends are there. One, two, three, four, five. There are five witnesses. All right. Well, uh, I got an uh, idea. I can prove without a doubt that she is a secret member of this organization. We have a call sign. The first half of it is the fire that waits. And the response for the other person is scorches the earth. Have move us to a different cell. Have her be alone in this room. Have someone come in, say the first half of the call sign, right? To pretend to be like their Project Spark member, getting in here to help her. And then she'll say the second half and prove that she is an enemy of your state. Why don't you plead again? Please. It's a really good plan, Jay. Thank you. Oh. Uh, so minus one, ten. I rolled an eleven. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. He stares at you with these, like, piercing eyes. I don't know why, but I feel like you're telling me the truth because I am. All right, we'll try it your way. And he walks out and the guards come in and they escort you to another cell. And I mean, you wouldn't see this. So time passes. And then eventually the chieftain comes back in. Tell me again what you're doing here. Uh, we're here to tell you that the Fire Nation has slaughtered all of the air nomads that they are coming to attack you and that they already have operatives here under a 
an organization codenamed Project Spark. Every one of them will respond to this call sign? Yeah, if it hasn't changed. Well, the Northern Water Tribe owes you its thanks, and he unlocks the door. Cool. Actually, we need a favor, because there's something else we're here to do <clears throat> that I forgot to mention there. Um, we're here hunting a... Um, we're here to tell you that information, to share it from the Earth Kingdom, but also uh, we're hunting a um, fugitive, um, a very dangerous man who goes by the name of Iron. We think la last our connections know he was in your city, you're sighted in your city, and we really need to find him before he does something terrible. Wait, hold, hold, hold. You're from the Earth Kingdom? Yes. Why would the king just share this information? Did he expect you to get anything from me? What is he planning? Well, his kingdom almost fell. So he's kind of turned over a, a new leaf. So they're weak right now, is what you're saying. Are you going to try to fight him? Because the Fire Nation's going to attack you. And you're going to also try to fight the Earth Kingdom right now? I am not talking about an all-out war. That would be foolish. I'm just collecting the information. Well, the Earth Kingdom has already removed the, the Project Sparked operatives there, so they're probably in better standing than you are because you have at least your secretary and probably a lot more somewhere in the city and incorporated throughout your military and you know your policing force and whatever else, whatever else you got. I, I don't know how you organize your society. Well, uh... Now that we have this information, it should be pretty easy to weed out these people. Hope so. Oh no, it'll be very easy. We have a number of people I trust that can probably take care of this in a day or two. That's sufficient. To be clear, the Earth King didn't send us. Ah, alright. And before you make any foolish decisions about you know, geopolitical mistakes. They're already consolidating power because the Fire Nation's attacking. So they're on guard. They're on high alert. And now's the time for the rest of the world to stand together. I'm not planning to attack the Earth Kingdom. Your, your questions just made it seem that way. I understand. You have a request of me? A favor to ask? Yeah, we're hunting uh, an older gentleman by the name of Iron. That's what I said. He's somewhere in your city, maybe. Well, he might have. He might be gone already, honestly. But we need to find any sign of him and track him down if we can. Um. Yeah. Why don't you plead again? Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> Man, the rest of us wouldn't even be able to help that into success, even if all of us mark fatigue. I know. <laughs> we can't get that. <laughs> Ren just shakes his head. <laughs> That was a really, uh, never mind. Look, if I had any information about this Iron, I would share it with you as a thank you. Uh, unfortunately, I do not know who you're talking about. Uh, the, this city, though, has been quite busy for the last few days with this cook-off. Perhaps one of the contestants saw this iron you could ask around some of the booths see if anyone knows anything all right well as long as we have your permission to investigate we, we appreciate that you have as much power as i can give you uh 
without being official delegates of the Northern Water Tribes. I'll take that. Do I get a badge? Absolutely not, no. Okay. But do I get a badge? No, absolutely no. None of you are going to get a badge at all. Can I get like a cool hat? Okay, we're sorry. You already have a cool hat. Take this up here. Uh, We'll be going now. One last thing. I did see that there were some puddles of water in our reception room. So if there are any firebenders among you, let me know now. You have done a service. Um, Rosa kind of like looks around like, what, firebenders? Here? My brother is a firebender, but he was born in the Earth Kingdom. Mm. It's unfortunate. Do your best not to bend when you're here. And do you have any waterbenders with you as well? Why does that matter? He looks at Liko, just curious. Yeah, I'm a waterbender. You would also be foolish to bend in front of people here. We don't... We don't accept female waterbenders here in the Northern Water Tribe. Unless they're healers, correct, Chieftain? Correct. Can your friend heal? Can you heal? Can I, Justin? I don't think so, right? <laughs> Uncharted territory for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I tried once. I don't think it was can do like the super opposite. No. No, but I can bloodbend. Would you like oh. to see? <laughs> <laughs> Just completely terrify this chieftain. Make it known that Liko is one of the most powerful waterbenders in the realm in like a few seconds. <laughs> While my attitudes towards firebenders and female waterbenders is in line with the culture of our people, you have done us a favor and I have agreed to let you go if you bend in public, either of you two. I will have no choice but to put you away or exile you from Ankela, never to return. Do you understand? Yes. Mm, yes. All right. It's okay, guys. Not bending is actually okay. Just look at me. That's some good growth, Ren, well, but this is kind of dumb. Thank you for the warm welcome, sir. Let's. It's incredibly cold here. Yeah. That is true. That was the joke. That was the. You have a you have a great sense of humor. Let's let's go, guys. <laughs> Jay will stop in the door. Uh, you know, it'll be the last, and he'll turn and he'll say, "When the Fire Nation comes for you, and you let half of your bending force sit in the back lines." And your walls come down, pretty sure you're gonna wish you had some female waterbenders out there. And then I'll just leave. Always gotta get the last word in, Che. Have to. <laughs> really has to. Ren pops his head through the uh, the door just after that and goes, blam! <laughs> and then and then leaves. Throws the the last two from the Uno deck at him as he leaves. <laughs> Water tribe out. <laughs> Water tribe out. All right. We're led by a female waterbender, so take that. Kind of addressing the rest of the group as it goes, well, looks like we're going to enjoy the rest of our time here. This place sucks. Yeah. I, I, 
It's I freezing cold. I haven't felt my fingers the entire time we've been here. And the people suck. Everything about this place sucks. Let's find Iron and get the heck out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. I can start asking around. Should we split up? I mean, I've... With how progressive this place is, I feel like I should probably travel with a male. <laughs> Anyone want to come with me? Yeah, I'll go with you. Well, you can go with her, Chase. That's not the warmest. It's, a, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. If you don't want to, I can go with Ren. No, no, I want, I would like to, I just, I, I question our ability to uh, connect with these people. If it was just us, maybe we could like intimidate it out of them. Yeah, let's go. We got this. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go and try and talk to some of the contestants. See if I can uh, enter that contest. Trying to win it all of so, or just. <laughs> well, I, I have an idea for a urination dish I can make though. And uh, all right. talk to some people. Ren, Rosic, where are you going? Wait a second. Pangole said that Iron loves the theater. Rosak, do you see anything around here? Like a, I don't know, a theatrical procession, some part of the festival where there's a booth with some acting. Justin, Rosak, what do we see? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, there's um, oh, there's actually like um, as a part of you know, it's a giant festival. Uh, there's actually a, a section where there's a number of waterbenders teaching people like a traditional waterbender dance. Um, it's very like graceful and flowy and it's really beautiful. They've actually got like a bunch of like fountains that the waterbenders are using to like pull water from as they're moving. But the fountains are also like squirting water on their own as well too. in this like beautiful, like lit choreographed, uh, scene and then every now and then they'll like pull up someone uh from the crowd to like dance with them and if they're not a waterbender the waterbender like will be behind them pulling the water around so it looks like they're bending water to this music oh i've always wanted to do something like that rosic you think we should try it well, let's let's check it out ren tries to do the moves with the crowd Pressing further and further towards the front and hoping to be picked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's Rose? Yeah, what's Rose doing? Rose like is standing more off to the side. Just some, because he's sort of like observing everyone, looking for anyone that maybe looks like Iron. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, of yeah. course. Mm -hmm. Um, why don't you assess the situation, right. Rosic? Mm, good thing my creativity is a whopping zero. Uh -huh, that's a four. Uh, that's a four. Okay. That's a four. Escalate to violence. No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. you are looking through the crowd, and you spot someone also that is walking through the crowd, and just for a glance. It looks like Dosa. And this figure keeps walking through the crowd, walks down a street, and turns into an alley. Rosak, after he sees them turn down this alley, Rosak will sort of follow after. 
follow after and he'll like he won't he'll just, he'll just look around the corner like a peek around the corner you see a figure their back is turned to you they're still walking down this alleyway there are a number of other people walking the other way too mm-hmm. but that figure is it is wearing like a um you know like one of those waterbender like parka yeah you know it's got the fur and, and it's blue and whatnot and this figure is just walking away down the alley Rosic keeps tailing them trying to not like remain unnoticed by them while he's telling them there is a moment when you this figure turns the corner and you're trailing it and you see the face and it's not dosa anymore it just looks like the face of someone from the northern water tribe um rosa kind of like just like like rubs his rubs his like eyes a little bit and just like she's like focus focus rosa and he just turns around and runs back to he left ren (laughs) and at this point ren you've like pushed up to the front and they're calling for another volunteer does anyone anyone want to try? Anyone want to give it a... Ren is jumping perfectly vertically with both hands raised because he doesn't know the proper custom to raise your hand or identify that you're a volunteer in this uh, culture. You can just raise your hand like a normal person. Yeah! Oh, but puts down one on. hand. Yeah, put down... Come on, come up here. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, why don't you... Um, I, do you know what's fun? What's fun? Well, let me let me ask. You know, it's fun. Just this game. I love playing this game with you guys. Aw, Justin. Uh, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Steve, tell me, do you think Ren, like how familiar do you think Ren would even be with this sort of, not even just like dancing in general, but like even the specific moves for this dance? Not necessarily familiar, but familiar with the prospect of like following along with someone who's doing a bunch of complicated movements. Absolutely. Ah, sure. Okay. Yeah. It's I like just that. like it's just like learning fighting in a group of yeah. Koshi warriors, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. Um Well, I think this is one of the first times that we've used rely on your skills and training. It says when you rely on your skills and training to overcome an obstacle, gain new insight, or perform a familiar custom. I think this might be the first time that we've used it in like a cultural sense, which is fun. Why don't you uh, roll to rely on your skills and training? Okay. Eight. A hit. Okay. You are pretty quickly picking up the moves. There is a moment, though, where you make a misstep and uh, if you don't mark a fatigue to kind of correct yourself quickly you're going to tumble into one of the fountains oh oh and ren struggles at course correct i'll mark a fatigue it's okay just you're doing pretty good yep you caught yourself good job keep keep going and the person behind you is like bending the water um I have to know, like, in this moment, like, how is Ren feeling? Like, as you're making these movements, you're watching these waterbender movements. Yes. And it's got to be the weirdest thing to see the water 
almost kind of responding to what you're doing. I didn't think it would be like this. Ren's eyes are a little misty and he's smiling broadly as he continues the flowing forms. And the, the music finishes and all the performers take a bow and the crowd starts to disperse. Ren goes to find the leader or facilitator of this show. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a woman. She's got like uh, stark white hair that's down in a braid down her back in those two loops. That was wonderful. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time, dear. How does somebody start the theater? Like, for, a, for a, a living? Well, it takes a lot of work. It takes most of your life, in fact. I have been doing this for... Oh, probably longer than you've been alive. I bet you're correct. You're what, like, 12? That's okay. Um... So, if I were to give you a a script from a well-known playwright in the Earth Kingdom, do you think you could put something on sometime? Hmm. Depends on if the script is good. You could check it, of course. Well, then, let me read the script, and I will let you know. I'm Linu of the Northern Water Tribe. What's your name, young whippersnapper? I'm Chen. Ah. Nice to meet you, Linu. Yes, yes, yes. Good to meet you too, Chen. Do you have the script with you, or...? Oh, it was hypothetical. I don't have a script yet, but I'll get in touch with that famous writer in the Earth Kingdom. And if I what? get a script, then great. What's the name of this famous writer? I'm pretty familiar with most of the artists around the Four Nations. Well, she's more up and coming, but um, her name is Ho Gulang. I don't... Well, um, I th- now, why don't you try and trick... Okay. All right. Let's trickety trick. Seven to hit. All right. I think you're going to pick one. Let's see. They stumble, take plus one forward against them. They act foolishly. GM tells you what additional opportunity they give you. Yeah, or they overcommit case, and they're deceived. No, for some time. I think I need her to overcommit. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Linu does that thing that like everyone does when uh, they <laughs> want to make it seem like they've heard about whatever the person is talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, long. oh yeah, yes, yeah. I think I've seen a couple of her plays here in the Northern Water Kingdom. She wrote um, uh, The Earthquake Shatters. That's right, The Earthquake Shatters. Yes, yeah. Oh, beautiful. That was groundbreaking. Character development was incredible on that one. (laughs) Dex straight up said I hate you. (laughs) 
Rosic said that. <laughs> Rosic comes into the scene at just this moment and hates <laughs> Ren. I hate you. Uh, if you can get a script by Hoko Long, I'm 100%. We would absolutely put it on for you. Yes, there's, um, I remember the title of it. If it sounds intriguing to you, I can get my hands on it. Uh, it's called The Last Lion Turtle. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, yes. Uh, yes, I think if we were to put that on, that would be far interesting. Yes, yes. It is far interesting. And Ren leaves. So, fun fact. I, I, I thought the word gulong sounded familiar. Gulang means old in Tagalog. Ah. Oh, that's awesome. That's fun. So her name is Ho'ol. Um, she goes, uh, Lino goes, mm, all right, we'll be waiting uh, here. And she hands you like a, a, oh, actually, she would be like, what? And she points to this like elaborate cathedral looking building. It's got like the top of it is like this beautifully ornately crafted like ice clock almost almost like a snowflake like a giant snowflake on top of this tower in this cathedral that's beautiful is that where you'll be thank you yes that is our theater Mm -hmm. yes i've made that i don't even know what to say so i'm gonna go now that's amazing bye (laughs) okay rosic i have a plan (laughs) Oh, did, 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 did you find did you find him? Did no. You, did you find him? No, but I danced. It was great. Also, water mm-hmm. bending is cool. Also, I need to write a play. Right, under the pen name is, Ho- is this oh, yeah? plan useful? Is this gonna help us find Iron? I'm kind of insulted that you of all people are asking me if my plan is useful. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of insulted that you're insulted that you're that never mind. We can okay. both apologize um, later for feeling insulting. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. So I think um, I should write a uh, a play called The Last Lion Turtle because Iron loves theater and that could get his attention. He loves theater and he hates lion turtles. The first part. Yeah. So yeah. I think it could really draw him in. What do you think? Maybe what if he auditions? That'd be crazy. Yeah, because this is why I was insulted. <laughs> see, see, I, I didn't think the plan would be useful until you expanded upon it. And I really think if you just let me like tag team this plan with you, that we can really like make it come to fruition. That's a great idea. I'd love for you mm-hmm. to take that energy and kind of direct it into the part B of the plan after my oh. part's done. That way, it's a real tag team. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So we can talk about part B after part A is done. Actually, I already have a plan in my book called part B. Very good. Save that. Keep that there. And we can can look at that later when the time comes. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Other than that, I guess guess we should probably just go talk to people because that might be faster than writing a whole play. But yeah, I was going to say, now. doesn't it take people like a long time to write those? Usually, yes. Okay. We'll see. All right. And that's... as you walk <laughs> off, 
awkwardly to begin questioning people, we cut to Che and Liko as they are trying to figure out what to do next. Well, I, I do want to just say that I like how we've all learned how to um, communicate with Rosuk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> after one whole season, we've all figured out how to plan things out with him. Ren's been watching Che just work that magic every day for months. <laughs> Yeah. He's really he's yeah he's he's not a force that you stop you just kind of like direct mm. you know and just yeah. <laughs> and we're over here now <laughs> beautiful what's the thing when an immovable force what what is that immovable force meets an unstoppable yeah. object yeah uh, I think Rosic, immovable yeah. object meets yeah, an yeah. unstoppable force yeah. Rosic Rosic has yet to meet his immovable object. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> oh, man. Why'd you even That's say that? <laughs> Someone with just as great plans as Rosic. Che and Liko, you were on a, a row, and lined on each side are a number of food merchants. Uh, they all look very frantic as like some of them are cooking. All of them have lines of people waiting to come up to the front and buy something from them. I wanted to try something, but these wait times are a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you even think we'll be able to talk to anybody? It seems like everyone's just a little preoccupied right now. Yeah, it is a festival. Also, honestly, I feel like if we walk you around enough, eventually Iron will just come to us. Oh, oh, I got it. The bait. Okay. Not okay. bait. Not bait. It's just, it's like the it's inevitability. Fine. Like if he sees you, he'll like do, do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can do something more obvious. Like I could just ride Rue around and see what happens. That's like too obvious, right? He's going to be wary of that at that point. That's true. Okay. So we'll just walk around. That's... Well, we can enjoy a festival, or we can, you know, rough someone up if you really want to. And I'm, I'm down for either. I don't think I want to rough someone up for no reason. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you like to eat? Uh. Well, I like to eat Fire Nation food, and a lot of this is very different um, than what I'm used to. Uh. Mm-hmm. But I like trying stuff. Sometimes it goes poorly. There were those cabbages. Those didn't go yeah. over well. Well, I don't think there's a cabbage in sight, so I think we're okay. <laughs> we can grow here. Yeah, the other thing is the lines. Um, hey, so you kind of recapped us with all of the stuff from, you know, Pangoli and the White Lotus. But, uh, so yeah, and um, I was just wondering how you're doing with all of that. I am learning to take one day at a time. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to get something to eat? Sure. Okay, let's, yeah, let's do that right now. <laughs> and then we'll stand in line <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> and let's play it yes. out every second of it. We'll just, yep. Yep. Uh, it's actually funny, the line you're standing in, um, it, this is a Four Nations uh, 
cook-off. So there are actually some firebenders here. They're not firebenders, but they're Fire Nation citizens. And because uh, war hasn't broken out completely yet, it's still on the, the cusp of it. So people are kind of slow to respond. And um, yeah, so there's actually a, a booth that is selling Fire Nation food. And uh, this one specifically, when you get to the front, is actually serving, and I looked this up, at least on the Avatar Wiki, it says this is a, a Fire Nation dish, uh, Loco Moco. That's great. Sorry. I, I thought you'd like that. I, I do like, like that a lot. That a lot. <laughs> oh, they got Loco Moco here. Uh, and it's great, too, because uh, Fire Nation Loco Moco, like the gravy is like hot as can be like it's like spicy gravy so basically like curry on top of that it's like a like curry that. basically yeah we're gonna try that now anyways yeah you ever you ever seen this before nope i've never been to the fire nation fair uh well technically neither have i but it's uh it's a it's a very like you know comforting dish it's it's uh I, I guess i should warn you it's probably spicier than well no you you're from the fogs won't they have spicy food there uh, it's not as spicy as Fireflakes, but it's it's real good little dish. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I don't know if they have a version without meat. It is a first time for everything. You want to try? You want to try meat? Uh, we'll try meat. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, you don't. You don't have to. I just. I know you're not making me. I just didn't. When am I ever going to get a chance to do something like this? I mean, I'm probably going to get a chance to eat meat. That is true. But I mean, like here at this festival in the middle of nowhere, it's really cold. It you is know, very cold. Something. Yeah. So, no. you know. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be good. It'll warm us up. It's really uh, it's a really comforting dish. OK, comforting. How comforting for you or, or like, is it comforting? Oh, I guess it, I guess it might be like nostalgic, I, I guess. Um, uh, probably it. but i mean it's also just kind of like a like a savory dish without it's not it's very like soft and uh delicious i don't mm-hmm. these little, these plates are it- these plates are handed to the two of you for those of you who don't know what locomoco is nick i feel like you would love to explain i would love is. to explain so locomoco is a bed of rice and then you have a hamburger patty, essentially, and then you have an egg, and then you pour gravy over the whole thing. Uh, this, in this case, the gr- gravy is is spicy, more like a curry probably. But uh, in traditional Hawaiian locomoco, it is like a, just a very savory uh, gravy. So good. I almost feel like it's got that almost like Japanese curry consistency. Like Hawaiian gravy and Japanese curry have like really similar textures. So it's yep. probably like a lot like that. And obviously uh, the the burger is not just cow. It's um, it's actually ostrich buffalo. Didn't that gang ride those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I don't think of, I've ever had it. It's kind of a victory, huh? <laughs> yeah. Take that. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it with ostr- ostrich buffalo meat. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had eggs before, but um. I mean, yeah. If the, if the meat isn't doing it for you, you can just have the egg and gravy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tr- I start mixing it around and I ask, 
so what what makes this so nostalgic for you? Well, I just I don't know. I remember eating it a lot. Um long time ago. Uh haven't had it in a while actually. I I mean like I make it for myself like, occasionally. And I used to make it for myself uh back in my dad's place, but and he just kind of like looks at the food for a bit and he's I don't really I don't have I don't remember anything that would make it important to me. I just whenever I made it for myself there, I it also comforted me, but I don't, I don't really have a reason why. I maybe I forgot. Sorry if that's not a very good answer. No, this just an answer is honest. Just wondering what it is that you like so much about this. Well, it also tastes I good. Mean, yeah, exactly. So does it need to have a reason to comfort you? Probably not. So I take my first bite. I am I am watching. <laughs> <laughs> Just like not even blinking. Like, Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm. It is spicy. I can, I can taste the spice. Mm-hmm. Foggies want, we have a lot of spice too. Because the uh, plants, they sometimes they don't taste really the good, so we just put a type of hot sauce on everything, call it a day. Fair. So uh, this is actually really good, and uh, this is in fact the first time I've ever eaten meat, and I don't hate it. Okay, all right. I don't hate it at all. Yeah, oh, awesome. Like, yeah. I so also, I kept the stuff in like. In like his pockets. I mean, I'm pretty sure he uh, it was dried, so it's it's okay. okay. It's a very different experience. Do... Okay. Yeah, if you if you leave it out in the sun, right, the meat, and it doesn't uh -huh. go bad, but it dries out, it, you can eat it later, like much later. So that's a that's a big if, right? If it if it doesn't go bad. Well, you know, people are pretty good at it. They can usually. Okay. That's interesting. You can also you smoke can... it, I guess. Which is like you put it over a fire, but not close enough to cook it. You can smoke. Okay. All right. So then she looks around and says, Show me where they smoke things <laughs> like meat. Okay, I'm we'll try, try, try to find <laughs> smoked meat stand. <laughs> you go off and start looking for, you know, other things to try and eat. And, uh, we should. I want to see what Osa's doing, but just so you all know, I've got a list right here of a bunch of different cuisines from all around the formation. So I am locked. Oh, and so exciting! Um, Osa, you are going back to the like cus the central like customer area where like contestants sign up and whatnot. And the yeah. woman who talked to you originally is there. Um. Oh, uh, you're back. Yeah, I I I want to compete. Oh, um, okay. Uh, well, generally, uh, so you can do one of two things, uh, or both things. Um, so some people will just set up booths and sell their food, and then some people just get entered in the contest, and you have to write down what dish you're making here, and we'll have a time slot for the judges to try it. Um, or you could do both. Um, I just I just want to uh enter my dish i don't really have the okay um, means to make a booth okay uh she passes uh like a sign up sheet and just um 
write your name and what you're planning to make, and we will give you a time that the judges will come and try it. All right. Uh, Osa writes his name, and next to it, he writes salad. Salad? I don't think I've ever had it's, um, salad before. What is that? It's it's a it's called salad. It's a common Air Nation meal. Um, salad, I'm gonna do kind of a little salad. a little spin on it, but like it, it seaweed. Can be good. Uh, there's no seaweed, like seaweed in this, but it's similar. Yeah. And is there is there somewhere I where I can? I can't picture that. <laughs> is there somewhere I can gather ingredients? Since I didn't bring anything. Uh, yes, we do. We've got a a, a very large pantry uh, down uh, this way, and she like gives you a, a little map and points to this area uh, where there's like a pantry for the contestants to get their their dishes ready cool. and whatnot. Yeah, Osa Osa goes there and starts whipping up a salad. Do you want me to go through all of the? Uh... Uh, you get there. <laughs> Please, actually. No, no. Uh, I was going to say, you actually <laughs> you start walking up to this giant pantry and cooking area, and you can actually hear there's a huge ruckus. It's just like you can hear shouting, and as you get closer, you can start seeing that there are two people on opposite sides of the street just chucking food at each other. And... It is starting to get a little rowdy as it looks like other people are going to start throwing food as well. And we will see you next week to see how this gets resolved. Oh, that's so fun. Is this going to be a food <laughs> fight? Can Osa stop a giant food fight? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Does or will Osa he partake? Stop a giant food or will fight? he partake? <laughs> yeah, he's going to win. He's just going to stand in the middle with his mouth open. Turning. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> wow. Fun, fun stuff. Um, I'm glad we're we're jumping into it. We're doing some fun Avatar stuff. I, uh, Steve, you got any words for our listeners? Yeah. Uh, so we're having an illegal amount of fun making these stories. If you love what we're doing, consider throwing a few bucks our way. Um, for example, uh, for five bucks a month, literally the cost of a pack of command strips for hanging pictures and such, uh, you can help us get to our next goal. And you'll know that you're helping the show. Um, Patreon link is in the show notes. But hey, if that's not something you can do right now, that's all right. We love reviews. We need reviews. Uh, please bother people who don't even listen to the show and tell them to give us positive reviews uh, on the podcatcher of their choice. And it really helps us spread the word. So thanks. Awesome. Well, yeah, we, we love telling the story. Uh, we love hanging out with each other. We love hanging out with all of you. So from all of us, this was the Flying Bison Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed flying across the four nations with us. Uh, I'm going to go make some loco moco now. Bye. Bye. See <laughs> you. Feed me. The Flying Bison Podcast is an independent podcast. If you feel like directly supporting the show, please check out our Patreon. While the Flying Bison Podcast seeks to emulate the tone of Avatar The Last Airbender, this is an improv tabletop role-playing game, and the actors may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Avatar Legends is developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Senbei. 
and outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Menke. You can find more of their work at pomican.com. Link in the show notes.